wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Well, before we uh, get down to business, um, we definitely want to take the time to honor a legend that we lost this past week in the wrestling world, a WWE Hall of Famer and the very first Intercontinental Champion, uh, Pat Paston, passed away this week at the age of 79. And with, you could tell on Twitter how much he was beloved by not just WWE, but the entire wrestling community and those who are in the business and who are out of the business now and how much he had an influence on everybody. So I know that he will definitely be missed and we definitely want to offer our condolences uh, to his family. Uh, Jolie, did you want to add anything real quick? He was an icon in the gay community being probably I think one of the first gay wrestlers to come out or if he wasn't the fact that it took him so long to come out because of the stigma attached but the fact that he had the bravery to come out um was definitely an amazing thing and he will be missed he was definitely an icon um all throughout wrestling and you can't forget his skits with Jared Briscoe so uh, seeing his his uh in memoriam to him like I was at work crying when I watched that so like Pat Patterson was definitely a a legend and you know heaven's one hell of a place right now if you, you think about all the legends up there right now uh so mm-hmm. uh, hopefully he was smiling with that intercontinental title um that that all the what was it all the previous title holders had like a giant match i was working on friday so i didn't get it to was see. a it was a six-man tag between former intercontinental uh champions yeah it so. was the biggie daniel bryan Ryan, Rey mysterio versus shinsuke Sami Zayn, and and uh, Dolph. Uh, yeah, so you, you know he probably smiled at that one. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Kayla, you want to add anything? Um, like Julia said, definitely he will be missed. Um, he was a legend, um, icon, you know, um, to many of the wrestlers out there. He was a role model, inspiration to all them. Um, and one thing that I see did see that Charlotte put out there is how much of a big inspiration and expired he was with the women of NXT. It's like he had a big part of it. So, um, and even with that, I think he was still part of the women's division. Like he supported it big time. So um, Pat, you'll be missed, but now you're up there with everybody else. Dustin Rhodes, Roddy Piper, y'all put on one hell of a match in heaven for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like Julia said, heaven's a, kind of uh, crowded right there interesting place with all the legends so mm-hmm. rest in peace and i know carrie night karaoke night will be fun up there <laughs> okay i had to because of the my way all right so down to business this next weekend um we are very fortunate to be sponsoring uh two events uh one we are one of the sponsors for mission pro wrestling's run it back on friday night And Saturday night, we are one of the sponsors for a first-round match for the Women's Garden State Invitational. And joining us is one of the participants in that first-round match. Uh, She is a U.S. Army veteran and the current Pan-African World Champion. Please welcome Ms. Trish Adora to the show. Hey, how are y'all? Thank you for having me. Oh, Oh, definitely our pleasure. Okay, so... 
everyone who comes on the show for the first time, we definitely want to try to get a sense into the, how they got into the business and everything. So how did you get into wrestling both as a fan and wanting to pursue it? Yeah. So it started for me really young. So I have five brothers <laughs> and I was the only girl. And uh, so growing up, my dad would kind of just have a group around the TV and it'd just be a lot of shouting going on. I wouldn't really understand what was <laughs> what was going on at the time. At the time, I was like <laughs> five, six, seven. And, you know, I'm just peeking in, looking at what they're looking at. And I just see this smoky ring, you know, the WCW ring and just that that sound you hear when you like hear somebody hit the mat, it just like sticks out. I just remember seeing like Diamond Dallas Page and like Sting just so young and like the Nitro Girls. And I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, what is going on? It's kind of cool though. But, and you know, just to have them like channel surf on like Mondays and Thursdays and things like that. We just be going back and forth trying to, okay, is it Thunder tonight? What are we watching? It's just, I don't know. It just, that's where the love kind of started for wrestling there. And as far as like wanting to get into it, I kind of knew somewhat immediately. I remember seeing like Jacqueline and Crash Holly like wrestling and I'm going like, uh, wait, this is cool. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody. <laughs> wait a minute. This is kind of interesting. Cause I hadn't seen anybody that like, look like me just you know be promoted in that way and I thought that was like so awesome to this day I credit her and like jazz as like trailblazers for me personally just to kind of see that representation I was like oh for sure I saw them and I was like yeah that's I'm gonna try my hand at that <laughs> sweet sweet and I grew up with three brothers so I know the bro like a lot of brother mentality right there and everything so wow. yeah it could get it could be get a bit cray cray uh all right Jolie uh yeah i probably started watching around like 19 actually 1986 is when i first started watching so that's way before uh all those guys but yeah watching like the undertaker and all them yeah that's that's fucking badass um so you, you brought up uh crash holly and J um jacqueline so what's some of the craziest matches you've had in your career so far well um I've been fortunate enough to keep things relatively uh, low key, <laughs> nothing too crazy, you know. Um, I, yeah, I might concede to more crazier stipulations and things like that, but I have worked at a uh, Hood Slam extensively. They're over in uh, California, Oakland, California, and a lot of my catalog and things like that w was of me really like pushing the envelope there. Uh, me and Dark Sheik had a really fun match. It was actually one of my last uh, matches there before everything kind of got messed around and everything like that. Um, that was like a hardcore match. We were doing like some, I would consider that pretty rated R and pretty hardcore for my personal taste. There was a guardrail involved. There was a ladder involved. You know, there's a little bit of uh, is some smoking involved and some drinking involved. It was, it was a hilarious match. It's actually on a IWTV. Um, I suggest everyone watch it. Cool, cool. So, so you haven't pulled any uh, like Shotzi stunts yet, though. Like, oh, oh no, no, no. I, <laughs> my, my feet are on the ground for now. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, are you more of a ground and pound instead of a flyer? Yeah, somewhat. I'm gonna keep my keep my feet on the ground. Things are crazy up there. I don't know. I'll stay put down here. My wheelhouse is down here. <laughs> No, uh, speaking of Hood Slam, about a month or so ago, one actually the very first independent wrestler we interviewed on here was uh, D Rogue, and he has currently has yeah. one of Hood Slam's uh, championships right now and everything. So, it, so it's like it's a good thing that it's a good thing to see the two worlds merge right here and everything. So, ah, runs yeah. in the family. <laughs> D Rogue's a good guy. 
sorry <laughs> oh yeah. yeah oh yeah no 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 he he he's awesome he's yeah he's very yeah. chill we it was great having him on uh, all right kayla um as a wrestling fan um we also noticed that other wrestlers all have one thing in common and that is their dream opponent so who is your dream opponent and why well, okay, so I have a very knee-jerk answer to answer um, this versus Jonathan Gresham. That was supposed to happen at Black Label Pro actually um, earlier in the month, but things kind of got situated kind of weird up in Indiana, so things had to get shifted around. But um, that is still like a dream match of mine um, to be able to train with him and just kind of sit under his learning tree and just hear some of like his theories on wrestling and just the sport as a whole. It's just to to find someone that's so passionate about wrestling and that mm-hmm. everyone's pretty much in agreement. Like he's literally like one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, you know, and to be across from him and to consider myself a peer, fingers crossed, you know, <laughs> you know, and to just be in that realm with him. I think, I think that'd be crazy. I'm, I, I'd be excited for that to happen. I'd be excited for that. I can't wait. Oh, that's awesome. And I hope you okay, get well, a dream match. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. It's like fingers crossed for you, girl. Okay, well, speaking of John, I mean, you've seen, you probably seen like on Twitter and social media that there are some who have like a negative uh, feel towards intergender matches and intergender uh, like wrestling and everything. And so I just wanted to kind of get with, especially with John being like your dream match and everything. What are your thoughts about like intergender wrestling and all the negativity that people put towards it? You know, it's, it's really unfortunate. Before I was a wrestler, you know, I growing up with five brothers and being in the army, it's just kind of like I've always just kind of been one of the guys and it kind of just assimilated right in and I never really felt that separation. It wasn't really until I started wrestling that I started to feel that separation to how people felt about women being alongside men, you know, and uh, even the term intergender too, you know, it doesn't feel very inclusive in particular too. So there's still a lot of growth in that aspect as well. But I think that, I mean, business is booming, you know, for me personally, I enjoy working with lots of different opponents. I think that I could learn just as much from, you know, a female opponent or a male opponent, you know, non-binary opponent. Um, mm-hmm. There's just a lot to learn from everybody. There's, and I just would never really, unless I, I mean, unless you work for a company and it's just not, really in the realm of what you're doing you know that's different but it, while I'm right. still independent and nobody's telling me I can I just don't see why I wouldn't <laughs> you know um, I've learned so much and I'm able to sharpen a lot more of my skills I'm able to assimilate to things very very quickly or quicker I should say <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um, I don't know I just I just I, I just see I see us as equals especially with me you know, delving more into technical wrestling too, very male dominated. Um, just wrestling in general is just very male dominated, right? And then, you know, you just all these um, just little avenues and things like that. And I took a more technical route and that's pretty all alone as far as women go. So I do feel that sometimes, but a lot of the times my peers, they don't really treat me as less than. I always feel like an equal, which I'm very thankful for. Uh, but I've always felt as a as a locker room you know as, a, as an equal yeah and, and it's like it's it's very sad because it's like it's one thing that you you definitely see a lot of intergender on the independent circuit and everything and i wish that would kind of translate even more on like when, what you see on tv and everything because right, that could right. definitely like definitely change the game and everything all right yeah. let's get down to business 
Synergy, women's GSI. Jolie. Uh, first things, I love the fact that you use the, you use the term non-binary. That's pretty cool. Speaking of the GSI, and uh, so do you have any history with your opponent coming up? Uh, you know what? Uh, we run along the same circles. We're pretty uh, adjacent in certain locker rooms. I've not had a chance to have any one-on-one interactions with Jordan. So I'm pretty excited about that, you know? I know her grapple game is pretty tough. She's in a pretty sweet tag team with uh, Eel O'Neal, and they're just like running rushed out up the East Coast. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm just excited to be able to to test myself for once against her. You know, I've been seeing her rise. I know she's been seeing mine. So it'll be pretty interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Like, I mean, I, I it's it's nice to uh, see people fight different people i think that's one of the core things about the indies is that you don't have you don't fight the same opponents constantly like you know i mean with everything that's just recently happened with aew that's gonna blow up the whole scene right there they're basically acting like the indies so it's like but with like but that's pretty cool on on that aspect but yeah like i like the fact that you guys you can wrestle somebody from the east coast and then go wrestle somebody from like texas or west coast and then but you're still like yeah, I, that's what I actually love about the Indies. Yeah, because it's like with um, Mission Pro, it's like uh, two of the, the one of the matches on there. It's like Killer Kelly and Kimberly. It's like they've been on Impact recently, and then now they're coming to Texas to fight each other. And so it's just <laughs> like it's good, good like transition right there and everything. Uh, all right, Kayla. But um, what would it mean to you if you won the tournament? How would you oh, feel? This would be, oh, this would be huge. I, I would love to win the tournament. You know, the last tournament I was in, actually, I, I won this baby. So <laughs> I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like, you know, the Pan-African title. I gestured to the title. Nobody can see that. Sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, I would be so, so excited. I feel like every big win feels like such a relief, right? But then there's like more work to be done right after that. You know, you're like, wow, I actually, you know, it's like a new goal I accomplished, you know, and with each opponent, I feel like it's just a new thing that I'm learning about myself. And, you know, with Jordan Blade and her Brazilian jiu-jitsu background, I would be, you know, I, I'm just very excited and curious to how that's going to measure up with, you know, all my technical prowess. So I'm pretty excited about it to pull that W to run all the way through to the end. That would be so cool. You know, I think it would be, a really dope step in like a great direction that whole like tournament the whole bracket is just like full of such sharp women and I'm just so honored to just even be in the bracket with them they're just doing really cool things all over the east coast all over the west coast so right mm-hmm. um when the bracket came out you found out who's going to be in the tournament uh, did any name like kind of pop out to you Ooh, um I did see I saw Tasha Steele's on there and I was like oh okay okay you know um her and I uh ran up a little bit uh earlier this year at primetime pro wrestling so her and I had a match uh in another tournament actually funny enough so I think that would be it would be interesting to see her along the lines at some point too I'd always wanted to to relink back up and wrestle her again so it would it would be it would be interesting if that would if that would happen Huh. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, shoot, look at that. <laughs> cool, but no, yeah. But no, she absolutely, absolutely stands out. All right. So speaking of your opponent, Miss um, Jordan, she happened to post a video yesterday at your direction. Yes. Um, 
and had a couple of things to say. So <laughs> if she was on, if, if she was standing in front of you or she was on here right now and everything, um, what would be your response or what would be one thing you want to say to her? Well, yes. Uh, you know, I've seen the video very, uh, you know, firm, still very friendly. You know, I do respect Jordan Blade. I respect her a lot as a competitor. And I want to see how she stands up as a peer. You know, I want to run her around a little bit. I want to test her in ways that she hasn't been tested before that I know for a fact that she hasn't been tested before. You know what I mean? I want to run her around a little bit, you know, I want to tie her up into a little ball, you know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to go out there and really like have my fun with her. You know what I'm saying? I really want to test her in that way. And I want to see what she's got because if she wants to make it past me to, to my happy ending, you know, to win that tournament, I mean, she's going to have to like break everything in me. So we'll see about it. We'll see if I can do it first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you're planning to put her through the ringer, huh? Uh, it's going to be a clinic. It'll be great. <laughs> Ooh, clinic. Clinic. That's yeah. always a key word in wrestling with wrestling matches. <laughs> Clinics are always wonderful. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. All right. Trish, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if, if you can't get to uh, Synergy on Saturday, you can stream the event live. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck. And I hope you two kill it. Yes. Thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate you all. Thank you. Uh, it's definitely our pleasure. All right. Well, before we carry on, um, I know you've probably seen a couple of photos on our Twitter page. And we have an Elfomi who um, needs a new home. She's wanting to have some adventures. So, and if you don't know who I'm speaking of with Elfomi, it's like, like the ornament version of Naomi. And so we do have one available for grabs. Well, all you have to do is uh, tweet at us at QT Bowdown with the hashtag we miss Naomi. That's it. That's simple. That's all you have to do. And so just tweet at us. We're taking entries until Sunday, November. Uh, I'm sorry, d- Sunday, December 13th. And we will announce the winner on our next episode. So get your tweets in at QT Bowdown. Hashtag we miss Naomi. All right. So we had one half of the first round match from the women's GSI earlier on earlier, Trisha Dora. And it wouldn't be right to do this without the other half of the matchup. Um, and so we have one half of the Kings of the District tag team. Please welcome Miss Jordan Blade. Hello. What's up, guys? How are y'all? Doing good. Doing oh, very good. well. Very well. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Thank you. So, okay. So, again, like with any first-time guest, we usually like to try to get a sense of how you got into the business and everything. So, how did you get into wrestling, both as a fan and wanting to pursue it? Yeah. So, I started watching wrestling. Um, Technically, I guess comparatively later than most people, I started watching wrestling when I was 12. I know, like you hear a ton of people are like, oh yeah, I started wrestling when I was three or two or in the womb or whatever. But um, <laughs> I started <laughs> when I was 12. I distinctly remember I was at uh, one of my friend's houses. They were twins and their younger brother was watching SmackDown. And at that time, I think it was on a Thursday. And I was just, and I, I couldn't tell you the specific match that was going on because my brain is just mush now. But um, I, 
was watching SmackDown and I was just roped in by everything. And at the time, I only thought that there was SmackDown. I didn't know anything about anything, anything else. I didn't know about Raw. I didn't know about Ring of Honor. I didn't know about independent wrestling. Um, that was right. it. And then I think I was flipping channels at home one day and I came across Raw. And I was like, oh my God, there's two shows. I'm going to watch both. And so then um, a few few years later, maybe... I don't know, maybe 15, like maybe freshman in high school-ish, something like that. Um, I was flipping channels again and I saw Ring of Honor wrestling and I was like, what is this? And that kind of opened my world into independent wrestling. That was kind of my segue into independent wrestling. And at the time, um, like when I first saw wrestling, I was like, I want to do this for a living. And I remember making a PowerPoint presentation for my mom of all of these wrestling schools that I wanted to go to. And I'm what, uh, 12, 13, 14, something like that. Um, of all these wrestling schools I wanted to go to. And I was like, you know, and I'll work hard and you're gonna have to pay for it, but I'll work hard and I'll just <laughs> like, I really wanna go to these schools and blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> but I got, I started, wrestling in or started training in 2015 I had come across um, a wrestling school called Ground Zero Ground Zero Wrestling in Henrico Virginia and I'd actually come across them when I was a sophomore in college and my mom took me or whatever and I wanted to start uh, but unfortunately a couple months later I tore my ACL um, I played competitive ultimate frisbee in high school and college and i tore my acl in a uh, ultimate frisbee tournament um so i wasn't mm. able to start um so when i graduated college i was kind of still in physical therapy um you know anyone who's torn an acl knows how gruesome that recovery can be um yeah. and it's just a lot, it's very painful so the same day that i was discharged from physical therapy was the same day that i went to my first uh, wrestling training class uh thursday september 4th 2015 whoa yeah. it's wow it's like even remember the date right? oh yeah, yeah. You, you didn't you didn't went away at all it's like going, okay i'm done all right bye <laughs> Dang, yeah. that that's dedication right there so oh major props to you especially after acl because i'm not an athlete but i heard those are Oh, horrible and gruesome. It sucks. I can't imagine having more than one. And people have more than one. And, and I mean, props to them. You know, they come back stronger than ever. And I know, you know, uh, Tegan Knox is out right now. And I wish her, you know, all the best with the recovery. I mean, she's come back from two ACL tears already. And I, I can't even imagine a third one. So I just wish her, you know, the speediest of recoveries from that. Yeah, definitely. Yikes. Uh, all right, Jolie. Uh, yeah, no, I know all about flipping through channels at like two o'clock in the morning in college. And that's actually how I got introduced to CZW and ROH. And it's like, where the hell are they fighting? Is that a bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, exactly. So this actually segues into my question. Since, you know, ROH, and like back, back in the day, ROH and CZW and all those weird ass wrestling shows at two o'clock in the morning that you would find on like the PBS channel. What's the craziest match you've had so far in your career? True. Okay. So easy. So I was maybe, so I started, okay. So I made my debut 2017 
June 2017. And so I think later that summer, I went to Tennessee and I had like a no DQ falls count anywhere match in Tennessee. It was myself versus Casey Dillon versus Sahara seven versus Nicole Payne. Um, and I, you know, I, I would say I'm still green ish now, but I, I mean, you talking about green at the time and I had this very generic gear. It was half red, half black. And I always got the Harley Quinn comparisons. And I felt bad because I was like, I, I don't watch this stuff. I can't have these conversations with y'all. I'm sorry. I don't, I can't have a conversation about Harley Quinn with you. Um, so everyone else in the match were heels and I'm this baby face. And I, I think I came out first or second. And I do the stereotypical, like, come on, let's go in crickets. And I'm like, God, no. And then I get up to the second rope to pose or whatever. And I slipped. (laughs) And I slipped and I was like, all right, I'm going to go back in the back now because it clearly (laughs) I'm not meant to be here. But anyway, um, that was probably the craziest match just because we fought, I mean, all outside the ring, there were chairs involved. I gave like a jumping neck breaker to Casey Dillon on top of a bar, uh, which is a pretty sick shot. I'm gonna have to find that photo, but um, (laughs) I gave her a neck breaker on top of the bar. Um, But that was probably the craziest match. Yeah. The craziest match I've been in. Damn, woman. Damn. So wait, wait, wait. You don't know anything about DC or comics? No, I'm sorry. And my wife probably hears me right now, and she's gonna, <laughs> she's gonna kill me. And she, I mean, she knows. But like, no, I don't. I couldn't tell you DC from was it the other one's Marvel, right? Yes. Yeah. That. that okay. So <laughs> at least she knows that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm glad this is just audio because I'm hiding right now. <laughs> it, no, the funny thing, out of the three of us, I am the biggest nerd. Um, if you can see my Funko Pop collection behind me. But, you know, Harley Quinn's easy. All you got to do is act psycho. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. And I, I just got the gear because I was doing a tryout show. And I was like, I need gear because the training facility that I was training at, um, they also ran shows once a month. They had gone under in early 2017. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do now? I hadn't had my first match yet. And another uh, Northern Virginia-based promotion, she can probably guess, Nova Pro. Uh, I'll just get the cat out of the bag right now. Nova Pro was running. Um, they ran a couple of tryout shows a year. And I just submitted my stuff. And I was like, okay, I didn't have music. I didn't have gear. I didn't have promo photos. So I rushed, ordered some gear off of High Spot. Or no, it was E-Lucha. I rushed, ordered some gear off E-Lucha. And I picked one of my favorite songs for my entrance music. And then I rushed over to my friend's house, um, who my best friend's house. And we did some promo pictures. And I sent that in. <laughs> nice. Oh, you know, it's understandable. I mean, I've seen some really bad ones. Like, I I think one of the worst ones, and she's one of my favorites, is when Becky was, Becky Lynch was, um, when she was Rebecca Knox, and she came out with Paige 
and they're like, I think what was like Evanescence, and I'm like, I'm like all cringing. I'm like, oh my god, how did Becky go from that to this? Like, oh my god, <laughs> you can't be that bad. Like, she's like jumping around the ring. I'm like, oh god, I'm cringing for her. Yeah, it's really a success <laughs> story, right? <laughs> oh, it's like the only way to go is up. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. So that's my mentality now. There you go. There you go. Uh, Kayla. While we were talking about Harley Quinn, baby Harley Quinn. Oh, there it is. There it is. I have other ones, but that that was the closest one. But um, this is basically everyone's that is in wrestling world's dream. So who's your dream opponent and why? Oh, well, we just talked about her, Becky Lynch. (laughs) Um, I so when I started watching wrestling, I mean, Obviously, the heels were here, heels to me, and the faces were faces. So, obviously, I'm booing everybody or whatever, or booing not everybody, but booing all the <laughs> heels and cheering all the faces. Yeah. Whatever. As I got older, I started to, when I got, I won't say smart, but I mean, for lack of a better term, got smart to the business. Um, I was like, and, and kind of found the type of wrestling that eventually I wanted to do and I, I love like to like I love your Jeff Hardy's your Rey Mysterio Rey Mysterio's people like that but realistically could I do things like that could I do a senton off the top rope could I do a backflip and land on my feet no like I'm not gonna be the female ricochet like so I already <laughs> knew knew my limitations but especially when I was looking at female wrestlers that I kind of wanted to mirror myself after I really gravitated towards the female wrestlers that I would be like, oh, I can like sit in the bar and have a beer, a beer with her or whatever. So I really liked Lita. And at the time, because I started watching in like 2005, at the time she was the hottest heel because that was that whole Matt Hardy edge Lita storyline right. of triangle and everything. Um, <laughs> So I hated her at the time, but like a couple years later, I was like, no, actually she was the best. Like, what do you mean? Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to mirror myself after, you know, people like that. So anyway, so flash forward, um, when the whole, when NXT became a thing and the whole women's revolution thing got hot and you looked at the four horsewomen, Becky was one of those people that I was like, she looks like she's chill. I could just go and grab a beer with her or like we listen to the same music or something like that. And I also, I mean, I really loved her in-ring work and I really loved her promos. I think she's grown so much. Um, I mean, her promos were always entertaining and things like that but when she changed over from the ma- to the man like mm-hmm. I think her promo ability and her skill like they just shot up and I think it was is great and I just again I just gravitated towards her and I was there when she won the Smackdown Women's Championship for the first time at Backlash in Richmond oh. I was up in the nosebleeds but I'm <laughs> like I like you couldn't i i was ecstatic i you couldn't hold me in my seat i was i was super stoked um but anyway she's my favorite if you can't tell like favorite like current wwe like modern female wrestler whatever uh she's my favorite so that would be a dream match like me versus becky lynch raw women's championship wrestlemania that's it there you go So, Miss Becky Lynch, you heard that. Make it happen. <laughs> hey, Becky. <laughs> have you ever met her yet, though? Have you? Like, a yes. So she, uh, they did um, like a meet and greet. I think it was like a whole Comic Con, like a few hours before the show of Backlash. So there's, I don't know where the pictures are, but I've taken a picture with her, and I, I can't remember what she said, but. 
um, I told her, I was like, hey, I'm training to be a wrestler. And, you know, she was nice. I mean, she's one of the nicest wrestlers I've met. And, you know, she, you know, I'm sure she said something encouraging and, you know, it's like, oh, that's cool and everything. Um, but yes, I have met her. I've met Lita and Trish as well, which was phenomenal. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've met those two. That was actually pretty bomb. I've met, um, I met Becky three times. Nice. And she has to be like, like you said, and I've actually gone to a lot of comic cons and these girls already know this. I talk about this a lot, but I've met like Randy Orton, uh, Sasha Banks, like Seamus, Charlotte. When it comes to the most humblest people, it's Charlotte and Becky hands down are two of the, the most humblest wrestlers that I could ever have met because they just, they get the business, they know the business, but they also know that without the fans there is no business and they respect and love every one of their fans and there's not a lot of superstars out there that does that another one who you wouldn't think is that way but she actually is is um thea trinidad aka zelina um i follow her on on twitch so Mm -hmm. uh if you ever want to watch like some fun among us gameplay where she rages it's hilarious you know, just look at her Twitch stream, and that's actually a promo plug for her as well. <laughs> she doesn't know I do this, but um, so no ad money, no ad money at all. No, seriously, seriously, no ad money. <laughs> I, I would have to pay like her like a hundred bucks to just promote this for me. <laughs> I would have to pay her, um, but no, like she is like so humble towards her fans and people that have been watching her Twitch stream from the start. Um, like she is just like she was a bitch on tv but she's actually one of the nicest people hands down like ever like Mm -hmm. so yeah like i becky you could automatically tell she was humble charlotte you didn't know sasha got a bad rap they said that she was a bitch she was not and bailey 100 sweetheart like i've literally got to meet all four horsewomen in one capacity and i told bailey this and these girls can back me up on that i told her because i got one of those virtual meet and greets by cricket i said y'all need to settle your shit so we can get y'all together so people can get pictures with you. And then you guys can go beat the crap out of Rhonda and her horsewomen. <laughs> AKA, AKA the fake horsewomen. The My oh. Little Ponies. The My Little Ponies. But, no, it's like, because she showed us the uh, video from the meet and greet and everything. And it's like she brought up My Little Ponies, the fake horsewomen and everything. And like, Bailey agreed. <laughs> Dang. And I mean, that's that's a match that I'm like, I've been waiting to happen. Four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. I mean, it writes itself. Oh, it does. It does. Uh, It's like last week we were doing uh, war games predictions and everything. And each one of us said like our dream women's war games match would be the four four horsemen versus four horsewomen. Yeah. I mean, you can't write it better than that. I mean, it's just an organic story that just came together. Like it doesn't feel forced, like, and everybody will be into it. You can't tell me that like most fans like wouldn't be clamoring to see that match. I get chills just thinking about that match. Yeah. Like, because this literally started all the way back. I, what was it? The, the, the first May Young Classic when Shayna was there. And mm. you had Becky, Bailey, and Charlotte outside. And it was Rhonda, Jessamine, and um, Marina. Marina. Yes, yeah, like, like you said, yeah. this opened so organically. And there is some underlying beef, but, you know, it's not really there. But, like, you know, because Rick did give Rhonda permission to use the term. Mm. But Charlotte's legacy. Right. So it's right. like. Yeah, you got permission, but it's not yours. Right. So, so, so it's it's like you said, there there's no way in hell that this this would not be a a money main event match. And you know, Jessamine and I know I think Jessamine was injured for a little bit and Marina I think 
I don't know if she was injured or they just haven't really found anything for her in NXT, which with the pandemic, it sucks because they would actually get to wrestle. Like a lot of the people that we don't see on TV right now would be doing right, house yeah. shows mm-hmm. and we'd be actually able to interact yeah. and be human again. Right. And not trapped in our cages. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I'll wear a mask regardless. House show for a long time. I'll probably like Comic-Con, stuff like that. I'll wear a mask. I have no issue with that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've learned that this is one, this is basically one giant Comic-Con crud. If you ever gone to a Comic-Con, even for one day, you'll be sick for the week after. Yeah. Because everybody's touching everything. There's so many germs. There's people coming from around the world. And yeah. I always see people wearing masks. And like, I always boost my immune system. I take my vitamins. And it's just like, I still feel like crap afterwards. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Next Comic-Con, I'm wearing a damn mask. Like there, there's got to be something to that. I will have my hand sanitizer. I will have my wipes. I'll have everything. It's like you know, the one thing that this this pandemic has actually taught me is that masks work, yep. and you got to take better <laughs> self hygiene care. Right? Exactly. Yes, and that I mean, and that's everybody. I think you know we take for granted and we don't realize like how many like services we touch and like touching our eyes or our nose or mouth or me just even adjusting my glasses and stuff like that. I touch a doorknob. Oh no, like my glasses fell down. Let me adjust my glasses and oh crap, there's, you know, germs there or whatever. Right. Um, so, I mean, I'll be keeping hand sanitizer in my car probably for the rest of my life, you know, mm-hmm. and I was talking about, or I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day and, you know, we were talking about how COVID over time and as we grow up is going to affect like even like once we get a vaccine once it's I won't say in the past but like everything's like kind of calmed down you know with it mm-hmm. like that's going to affect how we act or what we do in the future because right. you kind of compare it to and forgive me my history is not the best so if this is the wrong time period please correct me but uh the great depression in that you know people's grandparents like if if one of my coworkers was a kid they're coming over to their grandparents house they're like why are they sitting in the dark well the great depression they're trying to conserve everything conserve the utility utility bill for example you know what i'm talking about here so they're sitting in the room with the lights off and you know i mean i go around you know if my son leaves a light on like turn this damn light off like are you paying these bills here but it's like more than just like are you paying these bills like okay we live through a time period where you had to turn the lights off and sometimes like you had the lights off you know, all, all day or whatever until I guess, you know, evening time. So that kind of followed her grandparents, like as they grew up. And so she saw that. And so I, it's just going to be interesting how, you know, COVID is going to affect how we do things again, like what I'm saying, for example, like just keeping hand sanitizer in my car is going to be a thing of the norm now. Oh yeah. Like, you know, shaking hands and hugging, you got the fist bumps, the feet bumps. It's like, like, I miss that's one thing I miss about live shows to be perfectly honest is like I miss interacting I miss the high fives I miss the hugs and everything like that's like you know okay well now how are we going to do this we're going to get fist bumps or we not they're not going to allowed to touch us right you know so it's like this does change a whole lot of norms and it's like funny like you brought up like the the lights I even remember that do you pay the bills no turn the damn lights off okay sorry (laughs) I'm one of five. I'm one of uh, five kids. So it's like, that was definitely like a big thing growing up in my family. It's like when the light bill got to be like two, 300 bucks, my parents had a fit. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I don't I don't blame I'm I'm an only child, so I mean <laughs> but um yeah, I mean even now, I mean, you know, my wife and I do what we can, but again, in the winter is challenging because we gotta keep the whole house and everything and Yeah. So <sighs> all right. Well, one thing that I always see on Twitter and it's definitely like in a negative aspect and everything is when the subject of intergender wrestling comes up, it's like people always have like a negative aspect towards it and everything. So what are your thoughts about that? And like how the way that some people view it negatively. So obviously I'm a huge proponent of intergender wrestling. Obviously I'm in an intergender tag team uh, with Elo O'Neal, Kings of the district. Um, so when I see people, and I'm coming from probably a slightly different perspective or the same perspective as some people, mm-hmm. um, but when I see people like bashing it or like saying it's not realistic or the thing that gets on my nerves is when people compare it to domestic violence, which I mean, I don't know how many times you have to say this, but the difference here is consent, clearly. Um, mm-hmm. But I train, and this is wrestling, this is jujitsu. I train with dudes all the time. And, you know, I'm, I'm fairly strong. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay, some of these dudes I could throw around. Yeah, I mean, let's just be blunt. <laughs> like, um, so if you're, if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to give an example, well, well oh, it's not realistic okay, you're going to put me in, like, I weigh 180 pounds. You're going to put me, and I'm 5'6", right? You're going to put me in a match with a dude. Okay, say same height, right? Same height, weighs 150 pounds. Okay, <laughs> like, what, yeah, like I'm a power lifter, and I practice jujitsu. Like, I will tie him up and throw him at the same time. Like, miss me with that being realistic bullshit. Now, I can understand... I, I can understand it doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but I can understand people being like, oh, this big six, four, 280 pound dude versus this five, six, 145 pound woman or whatever. And I, I know a lot of people don't like to use the comparison of Rey Mysterio versus the big show. Fine. You don't have to use that comparison or whatever. However, the, the bigger issue here and, and the bigger thing that I, I'm at least going to speak for myself. I don't want to speak for any other female here who might feel differently. But the big thing for me is I want to feel feel equal in a industry that I'm already starting from behind in, um, you know, especially being a black queer woman. Like <laughs> I have three three knocks against me, you know. So I'm already starting from like six, like six miles behind the starting line, you know, to try to get to the top. Um, So for me, it's about equality. It's about empowerment. Like I love throwing dudes around. I love tying dudes in knots. I love throwing women around. I love tying them in knots too. So like (laughs) it's, it's equal for me because I'm like, Okay, so especially like jujitsu, right? And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, well, wrestling's not jujitsu, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I can still use jujitsu in the ring, thanks. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm a purple belt in jujitsu and I'm mm-hmm. five, six, 180 pounds and I'm rolling with, rolling with a six foot, 200 pound dude, 
and he's a white belt. Is he going to smash me? Sure, because he weighs more than me. He's probably stronger than me. However, mm-hmm. my technique is better than his. So right. will he smash me? Sure. But because he's a white belt, more than likely, he's going to leave some openings for me to either get out or slip a choke in or catch him with a quick Kimura or something like that, that he didn't see coming because his technique just isn't there. So there's a lot of other factors that I feel like these people who are against intergender wrestling have to look at other than male, female. Right. Not definitely for sure. And didn't I see on Twitter that you actually just added another notch on your belt? I did. Yeah. So I'm now a four stripe white belt. Um, So typically, so there's what, five belts in jujitsu. So there's uh, white, blue, purple, brown, black, um, and each belt you get four stripes. And then once you're up for like your next promotion, you'll get the next color belt and then you'll get four stripes on that one. And then you'll get the next color and so on. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was super stoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Down to business. Yes. Saturday. Women's yep. GSI. Trisha Dora. <laughs> Ah, Joel. It, it, it's funny that you brought the Rey Mysterio and Big Show, but you could also say, um, what, uh, Nyla Rose and... Um, yeah, Sheeta. Sheeta. Sheeta's tiny. Mm-hmm. Or, or um, Naya and Alexa Bliss. So it's like, there's bigger... Or we can go way back. Awesome Kong. When mm-hmm. she first... Like, and, uh, so, you know, that is such a stupid stereotype. It's not... Sp- domestic abuse um from somebody who knows people who've gone through domestic abuse no this is completely effing different and whoever thinks that way is just kind of stupid and ignorant but anyway um so speaking of your of the gsi do you have any like history with your opponent coming up so literally the only history i have uh with trish is being on the same show we had a couple shows together earlier this year. So we had uh, Fight Fight Club Pro Wrestling at the end of February together where she won the Pan-African World Diaspora Championship, which was, if you guys haven't watched that, the, the whole series, because she had a series of, I want to say, three matches. First match was against Eel. Second match was against, oh, I'm going to be remiss. I, I think it was against Grimm, Mr. Grimm. And then her third match was against Darius Lockhart. And like, I'm trying to think of the words to describe that whole night was magic. But when she, when she won that championship and the whole like series leading up to it, the series of events, the storytelling, like everything was just primed and ready for her. Everything, everything fell into place perfectly. It was just great. And when she won the, I mean, the roof blew off of the the place. It was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were on the same show for that. And then it's probably two weeks later after that, two or three weeks, we were on Butch versus Gore uh, for primetime pro wrestling. So I said this before. So her, she had a match against Ashton Starr at the be- first match beginning of the show. And that, <laughs> that crowd popped so loud for that match like that for me that was match of the night and i was like how are we gonna follow this like Eli and i were oh. in a tag team match uh i think we were like fourth on the card so i was happy that i wasn't gonna go right after her because i was like <laughs> what in the world and my wife was like you know normally babe like 
I'm biased. I always think, you know, you had the best match, blah, blah, blah. But she was like, I'm sorry, but Ashton and Trish tore it up. That was my that was my favorite match of the night of the night. And I was like, I'm not mad at you, babe. Like okay. <laughs> that's totally understandable. But um we haven't been in a ring together. So okay. no singles, no tags, no triple threats, anything. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I asked her. I asked her this early and everything. So, but um, uh, are you flyer or more ground and pound? Oh, more ground and pound. Like, okay. there's, I, <laughs> I don't leave my feet often, and there's a reason I don't leave my feet often. <laughs> like, so we get that out of there right now. Like, maybe I'll like do a little hop here and there, but like, that's that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so I take it you won't be the next. So you won't be the first uh, female ricochet. Oh no, Rona, <laughs> because I, I wish I could do all that stuff, and all that stuff is super impressive. But a bitch needs to stay on the ground. <laughs> y'all don't know if y'all need to bleep that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I need to stay on the ground. Uh, you should go listen. I, I cuss worse than a sailor does, so it's all good. Okay, well, you know, I was trying to be professional. And everything. <laughs> oh, <laughs> girl, just girl, just be yourself. It's like sometimes it's like uh, I almost have to clock when the jester here starts getting on one of her rants and everything. It's like she can go off. Trust <laughs> me. She can go off. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Kayla. Um. What would your reaction and how would it make you feel if you went all the way and won this tournament? Ooh. I would try not to cry because I'm tough right now. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm a softie actually, but it would mean a lot because obviously this is the first women's GSI and the thing that, and I've never wrestled for Synergy Wrestling before, but from the moment they contacted me to do this show, um, they've been nothing but professional, nothing like they've been straight up. They've been, you know, they've told us what they expect of us and they've told us like, or, you know, they know like what we expect of them and they've, they've been great. They've been nothing but professional. So obviously to win the first ever women's GSI would be like a little stamp in history, which would be great. And hopefully as the years go on, you know, if I'm still involved in it, like it can grow to be like one of the premier tournaments. Like if they do this, like at the end of the year, every year or something like that. And to right. be the first ever woman to win, that would be obviously great. Um, but again, I, for me, from a, a broader range, like just being involved in a promotion that clearly cares about its wrestlers and production staff and referees and the health and safety of everyone that's i mean that's uh, that's second to none i i super respect synergy wrestling for for doing that and giving us all the opportunity and i mean and creating this card like these are some great matchups like i i don't think they could have every everyone they put together for this first round i think are gonna have killer matches um all the way through right when the bracket come out did uh one name pop out to you Oh man, mine. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so when the first bracket came out, obviously 
uh, Riley Shepard stood out to me, and I I tout her all the time because she's probably one of the nicest people in pro wrestling. Um, Tasha Steeles obviously popped out to me because I mean, what an athlete! I mean, seriously, yeah. like probably in this whole tournament, probably the most athletic person. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, what she's going to do on Saturday, especially in the ring against Erica Lee. And, you know, Erica is someone who, I mean, just put that out there, put this out there. Um, Erica is my best friend. Erica's one of my best okay. friends in this business. Um, she started uh, two years after I did. Um, and it's just been phenomenal to see her growth since then. Um, so mm. I think for her, it's going to be a good test for her. And I'm really excited to see how she does against Tasha. And like I said, Riley's okay. just phenomenal. And I love her sword. So like, who doesn't love a sword? <laughs> <laughs> right? <sighs> okay. So yesterday you dropped a little video to Miss Trish. Mm-hmm. Um, little promo video there with the fly, the, with the fly suit and everything. Hey, so hey. you had a few words. <laughs> so you had a few words to say about her facade and you being bringing your pure wrestling and everything to the show into the match. So if she was cross from you right now, what would you say to her? Trish, I love you. And I'm sorry. I'm going to have to hurt you. <laughs> <I'd-> <laughs> oh, Saturday. Oh, is it, oh, is it Saturday? Yet? Damn. <laughs> That had to be the flyest fucking promo ever. Like, I love you, but I'm going to whoop your ass and beat you. <laughs> so I'm sorry for hurting you, but I got to win. I have to. I have to. I think, and I don't want to put a ton of pressure on myself, but I think, you know, this weekend, for me, I think it's going to be like a breakout. Yeah. Me, and it needs to. And that's that's why this match in particular means so much. Um, is because I've wanted to wrestle wrestle Trish for a while now. She's had probably one of the best 2020s you could have had compared to everyone else in the world. <laughs> um, and everyone else in indie wrestling too. And, and the right. fact that she's been able to kind of stay on the rise and stay on people's radar is, um, is a testament to how good she is. Um, and my thing is, I want my name in that conversation too. And if I remember correctly from her, because we asked her pretty much the same, the same stuff we asked you and everything. And if I remember correctly from what she said, uh, something about YouTube putting on a clinic. (laughs) (laughs) She's not wrong. She's not wrong. (laughs) And you know, Hey, I, and like I said before, you know, that, there's things I, I cannot do. I, I cannot do a backflip. I'm probably not going to try to learn anytime soon. Or you'll next time you see me, I might be in a neck brace. Um, but I, I love pure professional wrestling. I love grappling. I love technical wrestling. And even before I had all my injuries that I've had, like that's mm-hmm. always the wrestling that I've gravitated towards. I think it's the most precise. I think it's... Um, the type of wrestling that makes the most sense. I, I'm not trying to crap on any any other type of wrestling because again, there's things that I cannot do and I marvel at, 
you know, things that other people can do, the ricochets and the Mm. Lee Moriarty's and the Cole Radrick's of the world. Um, But for me, I believe the type of wrestling that I present fits me um, and it just makes sense for me as a person and Jordan Blade as a character. Right. Oh, you heard it there, folks. All right. Saturday night, Synergy, Women's Garden State Invitational, first round match. Jordan Blade, Trisha Dora, we're very honored to be sponsoring this match. Best of luck, girl. Oh, it's like, I know, based talking from, I can probably speak for all three of us, like, but talking to both of you today, it's like, y'all are going to kill it for sure. So it's like, we just wish, we just wish you nothing but the best. So it's like, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you to Jordan. Thank you to Trish. Um, Tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one.